When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. They say it takes a village to raise a child. I'm Catherine Ryan, and here we draw on my conversations with experts on 9 to Noon to help you navigate family life. Getting reluctant kids into the kitchen and learning to cook can be hard work, but also a lot of fun. Picky eaters are less likely to be suspicious of food that they've cooked themselves, especially if they've had a hand in choosing the ingredients. Our next guest, Margaret Brooker, published her sixth book, The Kids Turn to Cook, eight years ago. It's been republished with some new recipes that wouldn't fit in the first volume. But if you've uh, had enough of always having to think about something for dinner, the new edition of Margaret's book might be just what you need to hand over the chopping board and the spatula and get someone else into the habit of helping around in the kitchen. Margaret's in the Wellington studio with us. Good morning. Good morning. Your own kids, kids needless to say. That's right, yes. Love, they're very involved in the book and, and they love being in the kitchen as That's well. That's right, yes. What was your, what was your own background though? Because I'm, I'm interested in the pathways and the, uh, by which kids can get in there and begin to feel confident. So how much was your own background a factor, do you think, in your children? Well, they'd always been... Um, they grew up in a foodie family and I, when I um, proposed this book, I'd actually been just finished a big other project, so sort of a seven-day-a-week. So I thought, um, how about I involve them in my working life as a food writer? So I suggested that we write a, a cookbook together. Um, but on a bigger scale, I think it's really important that children learn how to cook for themselves because it's a, an absolutely essential life skill of learning how to look after yourself. Also, you just touched on something there straight away. You had a big project on mm. families are time poor, mm. really time That's poor. That's right. And if it can work, and if it can become a thing and not a battle, is it a really good way to have quality time with the kids? Well, when they're learning how to cook, there you are together, bonding and having fun, and so long as you're not precious about it and not too ambitious, you, it, the whole thing to um, get a child to learn to cook is it's not a chore, it's fun, and there's a tasty reward at the end of it. That's the flip side, though. Sometimes you just want to get the, the meal done and out. Uh, and I'm interested, perhaps, where the starting point is. I mean, do you start with really simple things like on a weekend making some pancakes or something? Where, what, what are some of the ways of beginning to make it normal for children to be involved in food preparation? Well, I think you need to allow yourself plenty of time. So don't do it when, when you're stressed um, because it will be slower. Um, you want to get the child to choose something that they will like to eat at the end. No point in getting them to cook something that they d just dislike. Um, and and then if they're just involved, you don't have to involve them in the whole recipe. Um, if they're really reluctant or say, oh, I can't do that, just get them to do one step. This book is divided into steps and it's got pictures of, you know, step-by-step -step pictures. But it might be best to get them to do just the finishing touches on something so they can really see that they created the end result. They'll do the finishing touch and then suddenly will be the end result that they can eat. I'm wondering, you know, if you're speaking from your own experience and from others as well, whether is there an age where even if it is just 
putting the flour out for someone to roll roll the pastry. Mm. If it becomes normal from quite a young age to be in the kitchen and helping, is mm. that better than having a moment where it's, right, you're 11. Yes. I think <laughs> Learn to chop vegetables. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. I mean, if, if they can sort of stir something from early on or just you know, break the eggs <laughs> or something like that from, from early on, they'll, they'll begin to get an idea. But in my experience, there is an age when they really want to start to cook and it sort of starts about seven or so. And, and then when they reach mid-teens, a lot of other conflicting things on their time and attention. So so it's really good if you can um, make the most of that window. And often they want to start with baking um, Why is that? Is it just that it's messy I mean, and I, fun and covered in flour? Well, and... I guess they just like to eat cakes. <laughs> it's their, their sweet taste. I mean, I know the first thing I, I um, learned to cook was cupcakes, and I've actually included that recipe in the book. Um, and, um, yeah, they just they like to bake. They can bake with their friends. They can take it in their school lunches. It's really great when they have to take a, a plate or a shared lunch or something. Um, or morning tea somewhere, or that sort of thing. If they can make it themselves, it's, it's such squishy. a sense of pride. It's just thinking it. If you're making spag bog, you can't put your fingers in there once it's cooking, can you? You know, no. it's kind of squishy and tactile and playful. Baking. Especially if you make something like, uh, say, peanut butter biscuits or something, which you have to roll um, and then squash. So that's very hands-on, and of course, it's going to be baked. So there's not going to be a problem <laughs> about if the hands weren't quite if they'd lick their fingers or something like that um, and and another recipe I've got in here is um, well the two recipes actually which have uh, crumpled up phyllo pastry on the top so that's just like crumpling up paper and it looks really quite spectacular at the end so anyone can do that so keep it simple. Mm. Why don't we? Was the cupcakes one of the recipes we were going to talk through? Why it don't is, we do yes. it? Why don't we do it right now? So, um, he, and what and what sort of age? By what by seven upwards, you're saying you can be helping with this, right? Yes, I think um, from sort of below below nine, probably you, um, you'll probably need to be standing alongside them. From about ten or so, they might be able to do it themselves, but you still probably want to be nearby. I mean, there is. Not with baking so much, but wherever there is heat or sharp knives, um, there's obviously some risk involved. So come back to safety. So. But that's interesting too. So the end goal, and do you find even with quite young children, in the end they want to be able to do it themselves and yeah. say it was theirs? For the early on, I think um, children just like they like to copy mum and dad. You know, feel like they're a bigger person than they are, so they feel quite important and that they're contributing. As the children get a little bit older, they like to have some measure of independence, and so if they can cook something, then that's an independent uh, step for them. You just made an interesting observation before we get to the very colourful-looking cupcakes, and that's something else, isn't it? Like things that are visually yes. fun, mm. um, as well as tactile, yes. as, as a good entree. It's mm. because it's not just about do your fair share in the kitchen. It's, a, it's about fun, as you say. But your observation is by the time they hit those teen years and are just swamped with mm. everything, if you've sort of sown that seed when they're younger, odds are it's more likely they're going to come back to it later. You know, when they're flatting, they're going to be the, the, the one with the skills and the, exactly. <laughs> and the flat. <laughs> Everyone wants to so, flat with them. <laughs> so even if they move away from it for a time in their teens, you've laid some basic skill sets that are going to really right. serve them well. That's right, and I think that's one of the things about this book, which is different from other children's books, is that although they're recipes that children like to eat and that they can readily achieve, they're not. it's not childish food. Mm. It's really um, recipes for life. I mean, my family still use this as our go-to yeah. book, you know, roast chicken, yeah. um, Moroccan lamb, yeah. uh, vegetable soup, yeah. um, dal, 
uh, sushi, you know, all those sorts of things that 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 have a wide appeal. And um, I think the other thing is that with really fussy eaters, if 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 they've made it themselves, they're more likely to want to eat it. And and things that children, some children shy away from, like eating breakfasts. I've included um, some really nice breakfast We're going to do dishes. a bircher later, aren't we? That's right. Homemade bircher. That, that's an interesting one as well, because I know having having done a previous segment with a fussy eater expert, mm. I, I don't know what is going I've never been a fussy eater. There's there's nothing in the world I won't eat, <laughs> to my peril. Um, but... But I, I, with these kids, it's funny. Sometimes it seems to be not knowing mm. what's in it or where it's come from is actually the barrier. And her recommendation was if you can involve them and introduce, when you're introducing a new vegetable or introducing something, who knows what's going on in those little minds, That's what they're right. seeing or visualising, yes. what's in the food. But that can make a difference to be there preparing it. Yeah, I think that's that's completely true. And sometimes even if, if you have a garden at home, that, that can also help because I've might have seen it come from... from from the soil, uh, even if you've just got a, a, a pot of parsley on your window ledge that you can put that yeah. in, and and they're beginning to see the whole, the whole um, start to finish. Let's do the cupcakes. They look like fun. Uh, so if you've got, I don't know, an eight-year-old, nine-year-old with mm. you, uh, where would like, like first time you're making cupcakes with someone of that age? What are you doing? What are they doing? And how are you getting them involved? Well, um, when my children did it, I got them their own aprons, and um, they had their names written on them. So for a start, in. they you're were already in they were already invested <laughs> in cooking. The, you've got the uniform. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Um, and with the cupcakes, as you said, we used colourful, um, colourful cupcake. Uh, uh, paper cases. It means that you're not going to have any problem at the end of it because uh, they're going to come out of the tins easily. So there's not going to be any disasters well, like that. That's interesting. You don't have to pour in the food colour, and you just get just get really pretty looking packaging. Exactly. Mm. Yeah. So go ahead. And um, you um, heat the oven. Um, you make sure, of course, they've washed their hands before they start. I think with all of these things, it's important to read the recipe right through and set out all the ingredients um, before you start and all the equipment. So everything's there at hand. That's a really good point for kids at that age, full stop. They love to know, what am I doing next? Mm. You know, in the morning, mm. you're going to school, and then we're going to this, and then you're going to this practice, and then we're going to someone's house. Same in the kitchen, right? Let them see the whole... Yes, logical way forward at the start. And when we were writing this book, I wrote the recipes and then I gave them to my daughters and said, well, can you follow these instructions? And then I got them to cook them. So it was clear that they were intelligible to a child. Um, and if, if they weren't, then we amended it so that the, a child would understand what they were supposed to do and often why. So let's just pretend we're doing it now. So what would be happening? So we're going to turn the oven on so it's, it's hot when we want to uh, use it and we're going to put the paper cases into the muffin trays. We're going to um, put some butter in a bowl and soften it um, if it's hard and I give a whole lot of little tips about how to soften butter and how to make honey runny and all that sort of thing. So warm, put it in some warm water You can do or you can for the microwave it. If you <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Carefully. <laughs> a nuclear option. <laughs> um, then you add the sugar and the vanilla and you just beat them together with a wooden spoon um, or an electric mixer until they're combined um, and that's called creaming. <laughs> Um, because if the child's looking at some other recipe and it just says cream the such and such, Good. Then, then they'll know what that means. So we're getting a vocabulary as we go along. Exactly. Um, then you sift the flour into another bowl 
Um, you break one egg into a cup, and the reason why you break it into a cup is if you get any eggshell in in the egg, you can fish that out. Um, then you add that egg to the butter mixture and beat that in. Then you add a little bit of the flour into the the butter mixture, and um, you d- just add a little bit um, before you add the other egg because that will prevent curdling. Um, then you another word they're losing they're exactly. Learning. Yep. Um, then you do the same with the second egg into the cup and add that to the butter and now flour mixture. Then you add in the remaining flour. Um, you add in a little bit of uh, milk. You stir it and then you use two teaspoons and just scoop them into the paper cases, and then you bake them in the middle of the oven until about fifteen minutes. Um, when their tops are golden and um, when you touch them lightly on the top, they spring back. Great. I mean, it's quick. It's a, oh, there's yes. a quick result, and that's another thing with kids when they're getting started. Don't be doing the sort of the you know the gustioso on menu. No. Just just something quick with a quick obtainable outcome that they can say that's mine. That's right. The attention spans are, are short, yeah. so you want so quick, quick, <laughs> quick results. And yeah. then, of course, while they're baking, yeah. you can begin to do the dishes. <laughs> nice, because that's what a professional kitchen would do. Indeed. So that I mean, it is actually another practical thing, and mm. I suppose you've got to be tolerant with that with little kids. They're mm. not they're not going to need the, you're going to end up with piles of stuff, and yes. and that's where you can gently introduce now we. Can can use mm. this time for mm. this. Um, the other thing that occurs to me is that that process you're describing is something uh, of adding a little bit of milk and then a little bit of flour and getting a smooth batter yes. is something that applies to sauces, it applies to all sorts of cooking. Lots of transferable skills yep. right throughout. So yep. there's sort of an educational terms that's called scaffolding, but you learn that one technique and it can be applied to lots of different recipes. Let's talk with about safety. At, at different ages, again, what, what what's the best way to go about learning knife safety, learning about what's hot? Like, what have you learned along the way and have there been some things going, going wrong? Well, um... I think you... You do it at the start of the book, I think. I teach, teach them how to cut an, ape, um, an onion the correct way. Mm. Um, obviously, once you've got a flat surface, something's not going to roll around as much. Uh, I, when I told them how to grate things, I made it very clear that once you get close to, <laughs> to the end... We've all had a bit stop. of us and something we've grated. <laughs> That's right. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I... And heat would be the other one. Heat is the it? other thing. So yeah. you got, obviously you don't have the pot handles um, poking up, so yeah. you can knock something off. You need good oven mitts, and um, you will have to watch the, the child closely yeah. um, the first few times. And also know that if they do burn themselves, then you have to run the burnt part under cold water for, for quite a long, long time until it, it just stop, it, the burning sensation stops. It burns deep into many layers of the mm. skin and you just keep mm. going and going. I mean, all this stuff we learn by mistake as adults, but yes. um, obviously you've got an extra sort of awareness mm. with, with the... Did you Do you find they pick it up pretty quickly? I think, I think they, yeah. they... Look, they're sponges. They absorb yep. lots. And, and actually, that's one of the other really good things about a child cooking is they're learning things without realising it. So they're learning about maths in terms of doing the, the, measurements. the measurements and they're learning about science and, and what happens when you mix ingredients together and when heat's applied. Um, and, and they're learning about food safety. That They'll be learning about healthy eating <laughs> without realising it as well. So, But 
but they don't know they're having a lesson. They're just having fun with a reward at the end. What are their t- what's their taste testing like at that um, age? I mean, it's getting a bit fancy schmancy, isn't it? But I- I'm interested in that. They know what the finished product tastes like. Mm. But um, do you do a bit a little, little bit of that? And this is the other thing you don't. This is I think when we watch so much of the TV stuff and mm. everything is seasoned and you know loaded up with butter. Probably not what you want as a as an everyday at home habit. So, no, so I what are you teaching them about my, that side of things? My experience of children is they have much more sensitive um, tastes, and they don't tend to want things as well seasoned as us. Mm. So, let them season it to their taste. Start Obviously, minimally. not burn their yeah. mouths um, when they're doing it. Um, and so, when I've put. Um, um, recipes that might have some chilli, for example, the guacamole recipe. I've said, if you don't like it, leave it out. Um, so there are lots of options. So it does cater for, for children's own um, particular tastes and dislikes. The birch amuse is an interesting one because, as you said, breakfast can be a particularly problematic meal for kids. So uh, when would you make this, by the way? And presumably not not necessarily in the morning. Is well, it, is... it doesn't. It's, it's quick. Mm-hmm. And so... Um, you can make it in the morning um, if you're in a rush to get to school, possibly not, but it can be made the night before. The apple might go slightly brown, but that doesn't matter. You pop that in at the last minute, it's yes. the other trick, isn't it? That's yeah. right. And actually, um, when I used to, when my girls used to make it when they were going to school, we'd often give them a little pottle to take for um, morning tea or when they were doing um, rowing. <laughs> I was going to say, it's a good after-school top-up, isn't it? Brilliant for that. So just talk us through it if you would. And again, um, pretty straightforward. So one, they can pretty much do them pretty That's much right. And the good thing about this, it doesn't involve any heat at all. Okay. The only dangerous thing about this is the grating. <laughs> okay. So... You measure um, rolled oats into a bowl, you add milk and yoghurt to the rolled oats and then you just mix them together and then the children will see that um, initially it looks too wet but then the rolled oats start to absorb some of the liquid and um, then they drizzle the runny honey into it um, and if they need to make it runny then they can just put the bowl in some hot water or as I said before in the microwave. They um, peel the apples, cut them into quarters, take the cores out and um, grate them, coarsely grate them, um, but not right till the end, just to save their fingers. And then they stir that into the rolled oat mixture and that's the basic muesli recipe. So if you want to add other things like nuts or fresh fruit, then you just add that at, at serving time. So they're coring apples. They're getting some quite sophisticated stuff going on uh, there as well. Mm. What What are your tricks with grating? Because that is that catches everybody out. Like mm. the heat you can warn about, and the pots yes. go this way, and treat everything as if it's hot. All that stuff. But the grating is. Well, I put some how-to tips you in, did. and that was one of the um, the things is as I, I said about, so I said that um, you hold the um, the food that you're going to grate in your writing hand and um, hold the grater in your other hand and make sure that your fingers are nowhere near the actual grater. Just slide the food down against the uh, grater and repeat that over and over. And uh, when you get to only a small piece of food left, stop. <laughs> yeah, and, and yeah, leave a bit of a buffer there. Um, you've got girls, I think. Yes. Um, but from all the feedback you're getting, boys and girls, if you, they, can, they can be encouraged. I mean, for some kids, it's not going to be their thing. It's going to be a struggle, um, maybe. But but there's 
just just give it a go and, and see right. if it can become a thing. That's right. It's sort of one bite at a time, really. <laughs> and I suppose the other thing is if you can get a skill set up, then they can, tr- can transfer from being something you do together because you want to be together that's right and something that's fun to being actually they're damn useful and they can cook dinner tonight it, it might coincide with another of our segments which is um do we do um do we have chore lists and or, or do we do um pocket money for chores that's it can right. become part of that picture that's right it's it's all a progression so you start and then they can do it independently what's been your experience about this, the thing they find most difficult um i think handling meat. I, th- I was just thinking, actually, that's another safety thing once yes. they are dealing with yes. meat, especially with chicken yes, and fresh chicken. Yes. Um, why handling meat and in what way? Um, I think some children don't like just the texture yeah. of it. Or the and smell. Or, yeah, possibly. I get, I get and, it, yeah. and also they don't like the association of where it came from. That's probably a, 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 a growing and common Yes. Trend. I've put um, lots of veg- vegetarian options <laughs> or, or non-meat yes. <laughs> options in here for that reason. Keeps the costs down. It too. occurs to me something else as well. If they don't like something like that, then just don't make that part of what you're doing. Oh, I think that's right. Don't yeah. don't don't um, force them to mm. um, do something they don't like. It's got to it's got to be fun. Otherwise, they won't want to do it. Excellent, Margaret, and congratulations. I think there was a big, big award for this book. Have you just back from getting it from somewhere? Oh, no, that was um, my other book. Oh, your at, other one. At, <laughs> at the beach. Um, yes, nice. I just got the Food Writing uh, World, the Gourmand World Cookbook Award for Food Writing for at the beach, but this, this book got the World Food Media Awards for nice. Best Children's Cookbook. Nice. In 2010. Hey, thank you for coming in. Thank you very much, uh, Margaret Brooker, and the book is The Kids' Turn to Cook. Uh, it is published by New Holland. Don't forget you can access our parenting segments on the 9 to Noon podcasts and series page on the RNZ series and podcast page. I beg your pardon, let me get that right. It's called It Takes a Village. There's plenty of other options there for you to subscribe to as well if you would like to. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at uh1.com.